Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Getting you ready for all of Saturday's betting action. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. Hour number three of Saturday Bet Prep here on VSIN. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Shout out to the crew working late. Here at Circa yet again, Nick, Brian Ortega, Brad Aramis doing great work uh, behind the glass here at Circa. Just off the Fremont Street experience here in Las Vegas, Nevada. What we were talking about in the, uh, in the past segment, so we'll bring up the date. Uh, we're buying and selling NCAA, NCAA tournament teams, high-end NCAA tournament teams going into the tournament. Last Saturday of the regular season coming your way today. Arizona, we were on them. I already sold Houston at the price, even though I think they're capable of winning the title. I don't like that price at plus 650. It's too short. Arizona 16 to 1 to win it all. We are selling. It's gonna be a don't uh don't get on me here. This is gonna be a uh, it's going to be a, a bear market for Arizona here as we move along. Uh just not a I just I just I don't trust them because of the defense. That's the big problem with them. They're 57th in defense. You have to be at least hovering around the top 20 in defense in order to uh to have a shot. And they're not hovering. They're 57. They're not getting to the top 20, even if they've they have six consecutive uh lights out defensive games, which they won't have in the NCAA tournament. And I will say this, and this may be a little uh a little unfair. Look, uh Tabellas has been amazing this year. I lo- I like Balo. Crease has been more under control than he was last year. That was the reason I really didn't 
even though I liked Arizona a lot and had futures on them last year, I didn't trust them because Greaser was a, was a maniac on the court last year, and they just got smacked by Houston in that Sweet 16 game. I don't love Tommy Lloyd. Now, I know it's kind of silly to say where Tommy Lloyd, first two seasons as a regular, as a uh, head coach on his own, uh, he's coached <laughs> at least nine losses. 58 wins, nine losses. They're pretty darn good in 67 games. Uh, but, I, yeah, I just some things that I just don't trust with Lloyd. But it really, in the end, is the defense. Why we're selling Arizona. 57th in defense. It's not good enough. Need to be higher than that. Uh, and don't worry, we got another team coming up that we're probably going to be selling because of defense. But I want to look, I want to pivot to the games on Saturday, and we'll look at a few other teams as we go through this last hour here. Let's go to Arizona and UCLA because this is the marquee night game on Saturday. This is the marquee night game. To me, this is the second best game of the day. Kansas and Texas, we talked about it a little earlier, bring it up again in a little bit, the marquee games. Right now, UCLA. As we look at it, UCLA, borderline number one seed, the top two seed of most bracketologies. I think if UCLA beats Arizona twice in the next week, which is more than pos- more than in play because they get them at Pauley Saturday and then they'll probably get them in a week from now here in Vegas in the Pac-12 title game, more likely than not. UCLA is a five-point favorite in this one at DK. 148 is your total. So first matchup was really just an ugly game in, in the McHale Center. 66 possession ended up being a grinded out game. It was Arizona's best defensive possession, uh, performance of the year by a wide margin. 52 UCLA points. 23 first half points for the Bruins in that game. Hawkes was ineffective. And I've said this in other shows on the network. When Tiger Campbell's played well, UCLA has looked like a top three team to me. Tiger Campbell was dreadful in that game in Arizona. Offensive usage of 86, which was the second highest on UCLA's team in that game. Only uh, Adam Bona had more, 134, which is a huge percentage. A huge rating, I should say. Tiger Campbell was 3-for-14 Campbell was from the field. When Campbell has not played well this year, just looking at the individual games, there's four losses for... UCLA this year, okay? Four of them. The Illinois game, they lost here in Vegas. Tiger Campbell was bad in that game. Turned it over five times, 5-14 from the field, ineffective. Second game, they lost here in Vegas. He played all right. Baylor just had the better day. Baylor played great in that game at T-Mobile Arena. Nothing you can do. Baylor's a great team. A very good team. Nothing wrong with that. The first Arizona game we already mentioned to play, he was awful. Did not play well. Did not shoot the ball well. Didn't turn it over a lot, but it was good. And then was ineffective against USC and their loss to USC by 13, which is actually their largest marginal loss this year. When Tiger Campbell plays well, UCLA is going to be really, really difficult to beat in the NCAA tournament. Where I think if Campbell plays well, Kansas, Houston, and maybe Alabama are the only three teams I would pick against UCLA in a game where Campbell's playing well. But this one, I, I am not going to bet this one tomorrow. Five-point line, I think that's right. My number's made a UCLA four and a half, so not much of an advantage either way. 148 on a total, no issue with that. 
expect a, I think, if anything, maybe go to the under. But the problem with going at the under in that game, that first game was so ridiculously low scoring, only 110 points between them. It's hard to imagine that that game will play like the first one, where it was played at UCLA style and UCLA couldn't make shots. If it's played at UCLA style, again, UCLA is probably covering that game. Uh, again, Bruins five-point favorites against Arizona at 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock local in L.A. at Pauley Pavilion for that one. No play for me. I guess lean under. I guess lean under, but it's not It's not convincing enough for me to pull the, uh, pull the uh, proverbial trigger on that one. Uh, looking, at, uh, looking at other games for tomorrow, and we'll pivot this with buy or sell here. We'll do, we'll do two at once. Why not? Let's do two at once. Let's bring up Tennessee. I think if you've heard my thoughts on Tennessee, I think we know where we're going here. This is a massive sell on Tennessee. Tennessee, and look, I, I will say this, I, I respect all the analytics sites. Torvik, Ken Palm, they, they do an amazing job. I don't think, at, at least on Ken Palm, there has been a team that has been misranked in the last 10 years, more than Tennessee has been misranked this year. Tennessee is fourth in Ken Palm. Tennessee, to me, is closer to being the 34th best team in the country than the fourth best team in the country. Their offense stinks. They stink on offense. By the way, to play Auburn, this open a pick. Auburn's a two-point favorite now. Two o'clock Eastern start in Auburn Arena for this one uh, here on Saturday. Tennessee is 277th from three. In the country, 277th. You can't go on a deep run where you can't shoot threes at all. It's not how college basketball is anymore. You have no shot of making a deep run in the NCAA tournament with those type of numbers. You can't do it. I don't care that they're number one defensively. By the way, Tennessee's 25 to one. That's ridiculous, those numbers. I understand why they're there because they were popular play at the beginning of the year. That is nowhere near long enough. They need to be in the 40 to 1 range to even be thought about. Rick, Rick, Rick Barnes, I, I'll say what Brian Ortega said in my ear to make me chuckle there for a half second. Rick Barnes, a 500 coach in the NCAA tournament. His only Final Four, Mike Randall brought this up earlier. Only time he's ever made the Final Four was when he had TJ Ford, who was the best guard in the country that year. And the only reason they lost, they ran into Mello, who was all time tournament in 2003. But this is a monster sell on Tennessee. Also, I like Auburn in this game on Saturday, too. I don't care that this is bumped up to two. Lay a money line. Lay a minus 130. Last time the team met, they said basketball back. It was 46 to 43. There were 67 possessions in that game. So it wasn't even like it was astronomically slow. All right. You want to... You you want to you want to you want to uh, you want to vomit in your mouth based off numbers for a second here. All right, look at here are these offensive numbers in this game between Auburn and Tennessee. This is how big of a joke this was in, in, in Thompson Bowling. Tennessee forty six points, the winning score by the way, average point uh, six nine points of possession. That's not nice at all. Auburn average point six four. Lost the game by three. That's impossible to average that per possession and lose a game by three. Both teams shot 35% from two. Auburn was the better team from three. Now, this is the fun one. 
Auburn was better from three, shooting 11% from three in that game. They were three and 27 compared to Tennessee's two for 21. That's just disgusting. That's disgusting basketball that day. Now, the interesting thing with this game real quick, because if we look at the total, we kind of, we kind of look, this kind of works like that Arizona-UCLA game on, 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 on steroids because that Arizona-UCLA game was a, was a reasonably tempoed game that was low scoring because the teams were bad offensively in that game. Auburn-Tennessee's 131 with juice to the over. Now, I'm a little bit concerned about blindly betting the under because that is a, a very low total especially when Auburn plays at reasonable pace. Auburn, look, Auburn's been an underachiever this year. They've been started at least, uh, again, they're in a horrible rut also. They're 6-1 in conference. They're now 9-8. and eight. And they're coming off, and this is the one concern of why I haven't rushed to the window to bet Auburn, even though I'm going to imagine Auburn's going to end up on my card. Auburn is coming off an absolute just gut punch loss to their biggest rival earlier this week. That is a really hard turnaround to come from blowing a double-digit lead with under 10 minutes to go in a game where if Auburn wins that game, there's no doubt. They're going to go to the NCAA tournament anyway, but to eliminate any sweating whatsoever of things, really, if they lose to Tennessee and then lose their first game in Nashville in the SEC tournament. But I am a little concerned about Auburn flipping around after that loss to Alabama. But we're fading Tennessee in the tournament, though. I cannot wait. I hope they get a, a live 14. That's going to be a fun one. If Tennessee draws a live 14 in the first round of the NCAA tournament. More games to get to. More teams to buy and sell in college basketball. Saturday, bet prep. Live and on the air. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. 
Yeah. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never see me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my That's my game. <laughs> get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on? Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, NBA, or college basketball, the VSIN experts have you covered. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. VSIN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by VSIN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, VSIN betting guides for the biggest games of the season. For experts, break down brackets, best bets, and daily props. Available to only VEASAN Pro subscribers. Do not miss out on this offer again. It's going to, going to expire soon. Please take advantage of it. Because it's just $9.99. $9.99. I, I can't, couldn't even get a meal of Chick-fil-A for that today. Couldn't even do it. Great deal. VEASAN.com slash subscribe today. VSIN.com slash subscribe. I'm Jeff Parles. Hello, everyone. Happy to be with you. Giant sportsbook behind me here at Circa. Giant. Best in the business behind me. Derek Stevens, Mike Palm, Jeff Benson, uh, Metcalf. Best in the world behind me here at Circa. Happy to be with you. Uh, we're buying and selling teams. We're looking at games on the final Saturday of the college basketball regular season. And we're going to start. Uh, we're going we're to continue to buy or sell here. Uh, Brian Ortega is giving me the thumbs up. I'm allowed to keep buying and selling. Uh, we're going to bring up UCLA because we already brought up this game a little bit. Um, we're buying UCLA. Uh, we're, we're not buying UCLA for the game today, uh, on, uh, today on Saturday. I don't think, I think five is right. My number's made a four and a half against Arizona. So no real edge. UCLA's 12 to one. Now let's look at UCLA's metrics real quick. And I don't, and here's the other thing. And I, I know necessarily uh, where, uh, where we look at the way that this goes, you may be able to get better odds when the bracket is revealed, but I don't think you're getting that with UCLA unless if they end up with the same pot as Houston, which is in play. That would be the only concern that I have. UCLA's 12 to 1. We're buying them. They're top two in defense. Now, again, I think the defensive metrics are a little bit Different than the way I've looked at them this year. But they're great defensively. And offensively, just outside the top 25. They're top, or excuse me, outside the top 20. They're number 22. And as I said earlier, when Tiger Campbell plays well, and this kind of goes with Kansas as well, 
who right now, by the way, I only have two futures tickets in my pocket. I have Kansas and I have, and I have these Bruins. The only two ones I bet so far. And they probably will be the only two I end up going into the tournament with before the bracket is revealed. There's no reason for me to hop in on anyone else as of right now. But Cronin is an excellent coach. He always has been. I know I know people didn't love his antics, but the guy can coach. An excellent college basketball coach. Wasn't the sexiest hire at UCLA. You make multiple final fours in the first five years, probably, if they make it this year. There is a little bit of concern offensively, at least shooting percentage-wise, and effective field goal rate. That is the one holdup with UCLA. But again, when Campbell's played well, especially against elite teams, they are a big-time threat to make a run in March. So UCLA, we're buying on that one. Again, no play on UCLA-Arizona. Bruins currently a five-point favorite in that one. Uh, We'll pivot back to the last two teams a little bit later because – one of them is not in action. The other one is, uh, the other one's a little off the radar. Let's get to some games on this Saturday slate uh, right now. Let's start with number two in the country, number one at all the proje- projections right now for the NCAA tournament. Alabama on the road at Texas A&M, and the Aggies are favored at home. What a season for Buzz Williams and company. Uh, really bad start. Uh, by the way, AM's up to two now. This was one when the show started. Up to two on the Aggies, minus 135 on the money line at DK. Final game of the regular season for both of these teams. Texas AM was six and five going into the Christmas break. They had losses to Murray State, Colorado, Boise State, Memphis, and Wofford. Their only reasonable win in non con. And which is not even really a reasonable win. Their best non-con win is against DePaul. That's not good. But here they are safely in the NCAA tournament at 22-8 and eight because of a 14-3 and three SEC run with a win against Alabama. It doesn't matter. They can't catch Bama in the, in the race for the one seed. They will be the two seed outright in Nashville next week. They already are, but they would end up as much as four games ahead of the number two seed. What a year for Buzz Williams and company. Totals 150 and a half. So my numbers here, and I, I just want to double check my notes here. Yeah, my numbers actually popped Alabama when Alabama was a pick. I actually had Alabama minus one and a half, minus two. Now, I don't think it's a good spot for Alabama. Alabama coming off of the overtime win, come from behind against Auburn. Their last road game, they needed to come from behind to beat South Carolina, who stinks. On the road, yes, that was the game after uh, everything was publicized with Brandon Miller and what's going on with the uh, the uh, the incident on the strip in uh, Tuscaloosa uh, that ended up uh, with a, a young uh, young woman uh, getting shot and killed by one of uh, Brandon Miller's teammates at Alabama, or at least uh, allegedly uh, at this point, still in court, obviously, but. My numbers pop Alabama. They are much better than A&M. I am just so concerned by the spot. I understand why people bet the Aggies here up to two-point favorites. This is probably going to end up being a... I, I guess I guess you got to call it a square play on Alabama by me because uh, the spot's against them. It's a good spot for the Aggies too. Returning home, senior day. Uh, but this is probably going to end up being a square play on Alabama for me. I'll probably end up taking the two with the Crimson Tide, and if I end up on the wrong side, so be it. But, hey, the square side 
still wins at least half the time, right? That's how it usually works. Uh, but, yeah, I don't have much confidence in him, but I'll probably end up on Bama uh, getting two, especially with my numbers popping. Bama's a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Now with three-and-a-half-point uh, line advantage on that one. Uh, go. Let's go to Waco. Baylor and Iowa State. Iowa State is really going backwards. Now they have injury concerns. Grill is out again. Iowa State has lost five in a row, or excuse me, four in a row, looking to avoid losing five in a row. Um, since beating Kansas, they've only won once. They've lost six to seven. If you go a little further back, they've lost eight of t- eight of ten. It has been a very ugly stretch for uh, Otzelberger's squad in Ames. And now they draw Baylor in Waco. Baylor coming off of a nice win on the road in Stillwater earlier this week. A lot of rest because that was a big Monday game. This is up to seven and a half. Now, again, there are injury concerns. Also, again, injury concerns on the Baylor side with Keontae George, who did not play on Monday. This is one of those where I probably will, again, man, this is not good. I'm ended up on square sides today. And this is probably going to be going again, going against the herd, I would say. Numbers did pop Iowa State at seven, which means that even better at seven and a half. Ah, man, I really don't want to bet that, though. I really don't. Because, uh, I look, Iowa State's problem is their offense isn't any good. And that has been their problem uh, really all year. They're awesome defensively, not good offensively, and they played a really slow tempo. So I'm probably not going to take this, even though the numbers pop, the injury concerns, weak offense, good spot for Baylor, two off the rest, senior day game. Final game, by the way, uh, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Brian Ortega. Final game in the history of the Farrell Center. Final final game there, new, ven- new venue being built uh, in Waco for Baylor. Uh, I can end up being no play, even though the numbers pop seven and a half on Baylor and Iowa State. All right, now I got two games I know I don't have plays on, so I'll, I'll go through these quickly. I have nothing on Seton Hall and Providence. Uh, the Friars, I will say this. I, I wish you know, Brian Ortega had put Providence on the buy or sell list because they're an intriguing team to buy to a point because they're tough. They are a very tough basketball team. They are well coached. They have good guard play. I, I don't know. I think their ceiling is win win a game and then scare the living daylights out of a good team in the second round. Uh, Providence Seton Hall, uh, Providence uh, a, a slight favorite on the road in, uh, or at home or favorite at home in this one. Uh, I'm not touching this. Seton Hall again a little bit of uh, in transition because of uh, first year with uh, Shaheen Holloway nine by the way. Eight and a half, nine, uh, the number on Providence. My numbers made it eight and a half, not eight and a half, eight, 8.75 to be exact. So no play on that one, but they're interesting. Providence draws the right uh, three or four seed, depending where they end up in the seeding. That's going to be a game you don't really want as a three or a four. Ooh. What a coach Ed Cooley is, too. Going to be Providence for life, too. What a coach. Always love this how his teams play, how tough they are, how good they are defensively. Good guard play. Uh, no play though on Seton Hall and Providence. Uh, Friars laying eight and a half at home uh, at the dunk. I know it's not called it called that anymore, but it is in my heart as well. All right, we're going to the Big Twelve next. There are still a few dynamite matchups in the Big Twelve. 
We go to Morgantown. We go to Austin. We go to Norman as well on the other side here on Beast. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check out the current betting splits data. Splitting bets, as we always do. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? The betting splits page is updated with DK odds every 10 minutes so you can see where the changes are coming in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way where VEASAN is making you a smarter better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Hey, we're happy to be with you. It's still Saturday here in Vegas. Oh, maybe not when you're listening. Very well, maybe Saturday here when you're listening to us. I'm Jeff Parles here on uh, VEASAN Saturday Bet Prep. Uh, live at Circa. We're happy to be with you. What a slate in college, hoop, uh, college hoops. Um, I do want to go to the Big 12 first before then going to, as I organize my papers in front of me, if you're watching us on uh, on YouTube TV or VEASAN.com, um, go to the Big 12 first before we get back into uh, we're gonna We're going to be going to the fun belt. We're going to be doing a lot of sun belt because those games are intriguing, these Saturday uh, quarterfinal games uh, in Pensacola, which, by the way, I, I mean, did, Pan- did, did Panama City not have a uh, – Panama City Beach not have a have an arena for him? I mean, I mean, uh, sure, why not? Uh, spring break. I mean, works in Pensacola as well, I guess. Um, but looking at um, let's go to uh, let's go to Morgantown first. Let's go to K State in uh, West Virginia. Um, uh, Kansas State has been one of the more fun experiments this year in college basketball. Uh, obviously, Jerome Tang first year coming over from Scott Drew and Baylor. Uh, amazing guard play, Noel. Uh, Keontae Johnson, one of the better stories in college basketball, of course, collapsing on the court in 2020 uh, and now being able to be one of the best players in the country again um, after uh, everything that he had to go through. Uh, this is an interesting game. Now, I, I will preface this by this game by this. West Virginia is much lower in my ratings than everyone else, it seems. I had this. So the market has this as West Virginia is four and a half. My numbers have this as West Virginia and Kansas State is a pick, which is way off market value. Now, look, West Virginia, so I'll, I'll say this. From the Ken, let's go with Ken Palm, Torvik, let's go with those numbers. West Virginia is 17 and 13 and top 20 in Ken Palm. Now, they're a little bit opposite of what I disagreed with Ken Palm this year on. I've disagreed that the defensive metrics have been too heavily weighted. In, like Tennessee, we already mentioned them, why I don't like them. West Virginia is 55th in defense and 17th in offense. And it's funny. Now, look, I, I love Eric Stevenson. I think he's a heck of a player. But I, I, you look at what West Virginia has done this year. And look at the teams they beat. So they they beat the heck out of Pitt and Ed Peterson in the second game of the season when Pitt was still not good. They beat Florida in that tournament in, in Portland. All right, whatever. They're not making a tournament. They lost to both uh, Purdue and Xavier. They got beat handily in Cincinnati by Xavier. Uh, and then you look at conference play. 
And, and it's weird to say in a league that is as good as the Big 12 that they don't have the wins that jump off the page. And their, their conference, and I'm just going to run through all their conference wins right now. They're 6-11 in Big 12 play. They beat TCU at home. Okay, that Miles played in that game. That's a good win. Legitimate good win. In Lubbock against Texas Tech when Texas Tech was failing. That doesn't impress me. They beat Oklahoma by 32. Now, that one is in the category for worst bet of the year because I bet Oklahoma in that game. That was a horrible bet. They beat Iowa State in a game that was just totally annihilated by the refs. And then they beat Oklahoma State at home and won at Iowa State earlier this week. That is as unimpressive of a resume in Big 12 play as you can have. And they're top 20 in the Met in Ken Palm? What? They're ahead of this. They're one spot behind Kansas State, who is legitimately look, Kansas State again, their metrics, they're higher in defense than I thought, and they're lower in offense than I thought they would be. I have them around a 30 offensive team. They're 51 in Ken Palm. I, I think they're closer to 25 in defense or 13 in Ken Palm. Kansas State's players are just better than West Virginia. And look, if West Virginia wins this game by double digits, so on and so forth, whatever. Tip my hat, move to the next one. It is what it is. But I like Kansas State. I like them outright, too. It shows up picking my numbers. I'm getting four and a half. That is, that's basically ends up being my best play today because of that. When it's that big of an advantage based on my numbers. And I like them outright. I'll take them on the money line. I'll take a sprinkle, see how high this number gets. Uh, and if West Virginia beats me, so be it. I know it's not the best spot for K-State because they've stabilized. They've won four in a row, but... Sometimes a better team just wins basketball games even if the spot's bad. So I'll, I'll t- I can't take the points. I'll take them outright with Kansas State. That's actually my best bet of the day on Saturday. Kansas State plus the points. Uh, four and a half or five, depending on uh, where you can get it. Um, five and a half even. There's even one five and a half in Vegas uh, if you're out here. Uh, five. Yeah, it's really four and a half. Uh, four and a half uh, for the rest of the country. Five here in Vegas. You can get it. Uh, you have five and a half behind me at Circa. That's the best number in the world right now. All right, let's go to the marquee game. Let's go to Kansas and Texas. We talked about this a little bit earlier. This is the best game of the day. It is a dead spot for Kansas. That is the only concern here with betting the Jayhawks. Now, this is going to be pro v. Joe. I imagine a lot of pros are going to be on Texas in this game. Like I said, bad spot for Kansas coming off clinching the Big 12 yet again, regular season title. On the road against a a fabulous basketball team. Texas is really good. And they have gone through a lot of stuff this year, obviously, with Chris Beard getting fired for the off-the-court incident with his fiance. They have withstood, uh, again, losing their coach. Rodney Terry has honestly done a good enough job to possibly warrant consideration, legitimate consideration for that job long-term. I, I don't think that should be the move, but he should be considered. I still, I, I haven't changed from what I said in the opening segment of the show. I like Kansas. I know it's a dead spot, but they're better. They're still better than Texas. First matchup, high-paced game, 76 possessions, 88-80, wild over. I would consider looking to an under here uh, as well. I, again, I, I'm not going to, I'm not. I'm never going to give a total out as an official play this year because my totals model has just been a disaster all year long. So, that's part half the battle when you realize something's not working. Just have to not, just have to not rely on it. I haven't relied on my total model all year, um, but 
I, I take three and a half very happily with Kansas. Take three and a half. I, I don't know if I'm going to money line sprinkle too, but three and a half. If we get a four, I'll probably bet again. But three and a half with KU, eh, just better basketball team. They match up well with Texas. So we'll take the three and a half. And you know what? Again, this this goes into the, the Big 12 games are kind of this category. If I lose, so be it. I trust my handicap on these games. They lose, tip the hat, move to the next bet. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, TCU is the next game we'll look at here. Uh, TCU small favorite on the road in Norman. What a really disappointing year for Oklahoma. I thought Oklahoma was a legitimate NCAA tournament team. 14-16, not going. Got to win the Big 12 tournament, that not happening. Um, TCU is weird because when you watch TCU with a healthy Mike Miles, it is clear they are Final Four caliber. But they have one really bad thing on their on their profile, and that is they, they are horrible from three. Horrible from three. They are 200, excuse me, I can't give them too much credit, 352nd from three this year. There are 363 teams. So they are in the bottom of the bottom three-point percentage-wise this year. So I am a little concerned tournament stability-wise with them. I love Jamie Dixon. I love Mike Miles. I think Mike Miles is one of the five best players in the country. I really do. Kicking ball. Uh, Ball's a good player. Emmanuel Miller's good role player. Same deal with, with the young girl, Bannon. Uh, Lampkin's a good, solid big guy. Again, this is a TCU team. Ha- has the whole team back from who, a team that should have beat Arizona around the 32 last year. Should have won that game. Uh, if it wasn't for Benedict Mather and bailing out Arizona. Uh, in this individual game, I'm not betting this. I understand why it's a reasonable spot play on Oklahoma. Numbers did say uh, TCU. Numbers said TCU by four. But I, this is one of those where I am laying off TCU because I do think it is a reasonable spot for OU uh, getting the point. So we're going to stay out of that one. Good game, though. Uh, see if Oklahoma can get off the schneid. Again, it's been a real struggle. All right, when we, when we come back, ACC regular season championship game in Coral Gables. Uh, some rivalry on Tobacco Road, uh, North Carolina Duke. Is that a big deal? Uh, maybe, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, we'll break down that game. And then the Sun Belt. There are three interesting games in the Sun Belt in the quarterfinal round. We'll look at those ones as we wrap it up on what has been a very fun show here tonight. A decent Saturday bet prep. One more segment here on VCN, the Sports Betting Network. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. 
I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, dance bro. <laughs> Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My check engine light's on? Mm, that could hurt your gas mileage. The AutoZone free fix finder service can help find the fix for free. This whole report for free? That's right. Printed and on your phone for free. But what if the fix is too tough? We'll recommend a local shop. Fix finder only at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is Saturday Bet Prep on VSIN, the sports betting network. With UFC 285 today, actually, head over to Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers has you covered with every line, odd, and boost. Bet the big names on the UFC 285 card with Parlay Insurance. Check out BetRivers.com today or download the app. Bet Rivers, it's a whole new game. Happy to be with you. Final segment. Meeson Saturday bet prep. I'm Jeff Parles. I, real quick on UFC 285. Uh, I am I'm going to preface this very quickly. I am not a UFC expert. I, I, I leave that to Dave Ross on First Strike. Listen to that wherever you listen to podcasts. That's uh, where you're going to get the best UFC coverage uh, betting-wise in the biz. But this does feel right like a spot with how long it's been since Jones has fought to take a shot on gain in the main event. I do think that's worth a shot. Now, again, don't hold it against me. It's not, it's not, an, not an official pick. I'm not picking it. Not, not betting it, probably, but I would look to fade. I, if I, you made me bet it, I'd look to fade Jones here. I think that's fair. So, we'll see. We'll see. Or take it. Did Sweet Lou pick anyone? Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. Uh, you know what? If you're a Visa Pro subscriber, check the picks at a glance. You'll see if uh, you see with uh, you see with uh, Sweet Lou Fittacaro and Dave Ross had on first strike this week. Uh, of course, uh, our UFC podcast. All right, back to something. At least I I like to think I have a little bit of a cool on. 
A little bit. Not much, but at least a little of it. Uh, college, college hoops here. Let's uh, go back to it. Uh, let's... Uh, Let's start. Let's start at Tobacco Road. Let's go to Duke, Caroline. I guess. I guess we have to talk about this a little bit. So Duke won, won the first matchup against Carolina at Cameron Indoor. Um, both teams are playing much better basketball recently. Duke is safely in the NCAA tournament. Carolina squarely in the bubble still. Carolina. Mike Randall mentioned this earlier. North Carolina, the last three games, has started making threes. Now, North Carolina is an awful three-point shooting team. They're 325th in the country. Same sort of problem as TCU has. They do offensive re- – They don't. the biggest issue in comparison to last year. So last year when they made the national title game, okay, now look, it was kind of a fluky one. They were an eight seed. They were 59th in offensive rebound percentage. This year they're 116, which is kind of amazing that a team with Armando Baycott could be – Average at offensive rebounding percentage. Duke is playing a lot better. Now, look, I'm not I'm not all the way there with some people who are saying Duke is a, a sleeper in the NCAA tournament. First off, Duke can never be a sleeper because they're Duke. Second off, I think they're capable maybe of winning, maybe getting to a Sweet 16 with the right draw. But look, their guys are healthy. Proctor looks like the guy we expected him to be. Jeremy Roach is the most, for, for any team in the country, it's hard to find a guy who's more important to their team than Roach. Philip Kelsey hasn't been the same since that ridiculous uh, non-call in Virginia. But, man, I just, I do like Duke. I'm, I, it's on the border of a play. If you can get four, I think I would do it. Three and a half's the peak. If you can get four, I'd consider taking Duke. But three and a half, it's not too bad on the Blue Devils there. Again, they are playing better. Playing both of these teams playing much better. Uh, I do think Carolina needs to win this game in order to make the tournament, though. They need this win, and they probably need one win in the ACC tournament. You get one, you're probably good. All right, now let's go to, as we all expected, mode here. As we all expected, the ACC's number one seed on the line in Coral Gambles <laughs> between Pitt and Miami. As we all expected, the old Big East rivalry. Let's go there. Let's go to Coral Gables. Uh, Mike, this was a Mike Randall game where it all depends on the health of Nigel Pack, who uh, did not play in that game last Saturday where Miami blew a 25-point lead. Uh, they were the first team. I heard this one on uh, Lebetard and Friends. They were the first team in 18 years that was ranked in the top 25 to blow a 25-point lead. Isn't that kind of surprising? And to blow a 25-point lead lose, I should say. Isn't that kind of surprising that hasn't happened at least once? It happens on the, in the NBA on a nightly basis, it feels like. We already saw that earlier with Boston blowing a 28-point lead to the Brooklyn Nets. But I, here's the deal. If Nigel Pack plays, first off, I really like this Miami team. Now, there are a lot of concerns defensively, and they reared their ugly head in, again, in the second half against Florida State. They're 119th in the country defensively, 12th in offense. When Nigel Pack is healthy, that's the best guard duo in the country, Nigel Pack and Isaiah Wong. Uh, Omir, they're big, undersized, but really tough and really good. First time these teams met, Pitt won a really tight, close game by three. They covered a one-point favorites. Pitt has been one of the better stories in college basketball. 
They were they got drilled early in that game. They were too far behind and lost by seven to Notre Dame on Wednesday. Bad loss. Bad loss for Pitt. Can't lose that game. But all things considered, and look, Jamari's burden is is awesome. Awesome player. But if Nigel Pack plays, it's hard not to look Miami's way, especially if you can get a six and a half. Uh, this is a this is a lean to Miami. It packs in. If Pack doesn't go, there's no play on this game. Uh, Miami and Pitt. Uh, again, Coral Gable's the site for this one. 154 and a half, no shock. That's a high total. Uh, first game would have come. It came in under. Uh, only 139, but uh, Miami's all draw depending on the NCAA tournament. They get a good draw. They get a four or five, and they get a weak four or five on the other end. Uh, they get drawn in with Purdue as their one seed. Miami could be in the Elite Eight for the second straight year. It wouldn't shock me one bit. They're very talented. Very talented basketball team. So, no play on that one. Uh, let's go to let, let's go to one more here. Let's go to Kentucky and Arkansas. So, first matchup between these teams is at Rupp. This was in the middle of Kentucky's renaissance and the middle of Arkansas still trying to figure it out. And Arkansas went to Rupp and really handled Kentucky in that game. They won the game by 15. It wasn't even really that close. Now, we flip around. Arkansas has lost two in a row. Really just a disaster stretch down the end of the year for Arkansas where Arkansas gets Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky to end the year. Just a brutal stretch for the Hogs. Kentucky coming off a loss against Vandy. Now there are injury concerns in this game for Kentucky. Wheeler didn't play in that loss to Vandy earlier this week. Wallace got hurt in the middle of that game. So you're dealing with no point guards regardless in this one which is a little bit of a dangerous game here for Kentucky because that's when their offense has been really, really stagnated. And we've seen that plenty of times this year. Now, Kentucky's a five, five and a half point underdog. If either Wallace or Wheeler can play, I don't need both of them. I need one of them. I need one of them to play. I would look to Kentucky. I think this kind of feels revenge spotlight. Now, again, I don't love playing that card. Sometimes teams are just really bad matchups, and that's why teams get swept. Or the other one where we see it a lot, where Team A is just a lot better than Team B, and it's not hard for Team A to sweep three from Team B when they meet in the conference tournament, inevitably. Yeah, don't buy into that. That's a pro tip. Don't buy into that it's hard to beat three teams, uh, beat a team three times in one season. We already saw how hard it was for the Eagles to beat the Giants three times in one season in the NFL. But uh, I am uh, – I'm leaning Kentucky. I'm probably going to stay out of it, though. All right. I I, I promise Sunbelt. I have to go there because this is making the list of the top three plays of the day. I like Southern Miss in the opening game, 1230 Eastern, in, 1230 Eastern time, Pensacola site, 1v8, Southern Miss against South Alabama. I understand why this is tight. Oh, I, you could make an argument these are two of the three best teams in the conference. Southern Miss beat South Alabama the first go-around. I think they match up pretty well with the Jaguars. Now, look, there are some advantages for South Alabama. They already played in the arena. Um, could get a flat Southern Miss team. But I, I like Southern Miss to handle their business. Minus 120 money line, better than minus one. Definitely better than minus two. So take a money line. I, I'm gonna, I, I already laid the one. I'm going to take a money line as well in Southern Miss. Uh, just in case if they win the game by one. But I, I think the Golden Eagles are just better. And in the end, find a way to get it done against the Jags. So I will take Southern Miss. That's the third best pick of the day for me. K-State's one, Kansas is two, Southern Miss is three.
We're regular order. Picks at a glance is where you can find those plays as well. And then I have a future going in a conference. I took James Madison. Now there are some concerns. James Madison, uh, not as good as you would have hoped in the regular season this year. Uh, Mike Randall's on Troy in this game. I would lean James Madison at two and a half. Uh, but I, I just want to give my future a chance uh, to get through. So we'll see how that one goes. That could be a very interesting matchup between Southern Miss and James Madison if we get it in the semifinal round in Pensacola. Good league, Sunbelt, this year. That's all the time we have. Hey, three hours just flew right by. This has been uh, VEASAN Saturday Bet Prep. I'm Jeff Barnes. Again, if you missed any of the show, uh, VEASAN.com slash best bets if you want to listen back. And we're going to be here every Saturday, every Sunday. I'm back tomorrow with Sunday Bet Prep. Good luck on all your bets on Saturday here on VSIT. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today.